testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of As the Sports World Burns. I am your old grouchy host, Tony Burns. Longtime sports writer covering mainly high school sports. Here to go on a rant using my old school wisdom, hopefully mixed with some new school perspectives. Not going to bore you with chit chat. I have one thing I really want to talk about today. As the high school basketball season nears a close, coming down the stretch, I, I'm just I'm reminded of something I thought about a lot for the last couple of years is how bad basketball has gotten in South Arkansas at the high school level. And this is nothing new, and this is definitely not um, throwing any shade in the teams I covered this year. I only went, went to a few games, and I was very selective about the games I went to, and so I did not have not actually seen any bad games this year. So if I was recently at your game, don't think I'm talking about you right now. Um, but on the whole, on the average, the basketball is the one sport that seems to be getting worse while every other sport is advancing nicely. Uh, and I don't, I have, I have thoughts why, but it's frustrating because basketball is my favorite sport, excuse me. And also, um, basketball to me is the easiest sport. It's the simplest sport. And I know when I hear parents used to talk about my my son, my daughter wants to play basketball. So I want to spend $500 to send it to a camp, uh, it used to blow my mind. Like, give me ten bucks and a coke, and I can take him in the backyard and teach him the fundamentals of basketball. You don't, you know, five hundred bucks for a camp is ridiculous. But, but that's what makes it so frustrating watching some of these these high school teams play. They don't have basic fundamentals. Um, things that you don't, you shouldn't even need a coach to teach you. Just you go in the backyard, you go in your little carport area, anywhere, and 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 you just. Learn how to dribble the ball. You don't need anyone to show you how to dribble the ball. Just practice. You know, you got to uh, – when I was growing up, you know, and this is here we go but back to my olden days. We, 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 I, I, don't, I didn't play on a level like court until – God. I was probably in the seventh grade. Uh, I played on homemade courts with gravel and dirt and rocks, and I played on wooden backboards – and, and and that's where we learn how to play and and never went to a camp and I'm you know, like obviously I'm not Michael Jordan, but you know, we were we were pretty good players. I mean, but we knew how to play anyway. These kids don't know how to play and it's frustrating and it's hard to watch. Um and I think I have a solution though. Hear me out. Um I think part of the problem is junior high coaches who constantly brag about their one loss record. And I, I used to hear it a lot, you know, ninth grade coach, you know, I've, you know, I've been coaching ninth grade for 10 years and I got a record of, you know, 112 and, and 30. And he's bragging about that. And it's, it's not that bad for a ninth grader, but seventh and eighth grade. Uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 if you're a seventh grade coach and you're concerned about your one loss record, Sir, ma'am, 
you're part of the problem. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're part of the problem. Yeah. See, there's nothing worse than going to a seventh grade game, eighth grade game, and seeing one team just full court press another team into submission. And uh, because when you do that, the team that has more depth and bigger, stronger athletes is going to win. Okay. That's not coaching. Okay. Especially at that level. Coaching, it's, it's, it should be about teaching at that level. And so, and it's frustrating. It's just, and they and they won a game 41 to, to 7. And they're so proud of their team. And I don't know. I don't, God, I don't know. You're killing the game. That's what you're doing. You're killing the game. And so my solution would be putting a rule, no full court press until the ninth grade. Seventh and eighth grade, no full court pressing. Instead of full court pressing and teaching all that crap, you teach them how to dribble, how to pass, and how to catch. How about that? Seventh grade, let's focus on dribbling, passing, and catching the ball. Focus on establishing a pivot foot, how to, you know, knowing what the difference between a travel and, and, and double dribble and all that stuff is, learning the basics. Okay, that's the seventh grade. Eighth grade, we start working a little bit more on shooting and, 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 and skill and a little bit more advanced stuff. In seventh grade, let's just do catching, dribbling, and passing. How about that? And then as a seventh grade coach, if you can teach all of your players those basic skills, you've done your job. I don't care what your record is. You shouldn't care what your record is. It's about learning the game, teaching the game. Okay, you once they get in the ninth grade, tenth grade, there's plenty of time to put in a press. Okay, it's it's plenty of time to learn how to full court press. Plenty of time to learn how to break a press. Seventh and eighth grade, let's teach them how to play. How about that? Is that you? Know, I think the job of the seventh and eighth grade coaches is to send, is to teach kids how to play. So when they get to the high school level the high school coach doesn't have to teach them how to play. The high school coach can put in presses and put in these special defenses and, 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 and all this other advanced stuff. When I see high school kids who don't know how to set a screen, who don't know how to box out for a rebound, who dribble with their head down with one hand the whole game, it's embarrassing and it's frustrating and I want to take an ink pen and ram it in my right ear until it comes out the left. And so please, as a favor to me, let's stop the full court pressing in junior high and get back down to the fundamentals and teach kids how to play ball. Thank you. Speaking of high school, um, Looks like El Dorado's girls have a really good shot at making the playoffs. It'll be the first time in several years. Um, the last time the girls made the state playoffs, I believe it was Destiny Rogers was the high school coach. Uh, you know, Destiny from Strong, Arkansas, won a couple of high school state championships. She's now, looks like she's going to be, she's currently the interim head coach at Arkansas State Women. Um, hopefully... They'll take the interim tag off of her and let her be the high school and let her be the the full time 
college coach so she could actually go out and recruit because you cannot recruit as an interim coach because why can't, how can you recruit kids if they don't know if you're going to be there or not? So I don't know if they're doing Arkansas State. Take the interim tag off. She's earned her job. Give her the job so she can go ahead and do her job and get that program going. Back to high school. Edward's girls put on one of the better defensive efforts I've seen uh, maybe ever at the high school level, certainly in a long, long time. Uh, in a loss to Hot Springs Lakeside the first half, it was just straight up good old-fashioned on-the-ball man-to-man defense, intense. It was great. I enjoyed every moment of it, and I'm not a person who really likes defense a lot, but that was some good stuff. The game before that, they put it one of the better offensive performances. Uh, and so I'm just – I'm waiting for the day when they put it all together. They're going to destroy somebody. I can't wait to see this team in the state tournament. Coach Ashley Curtis in her first year has done a remarkable job. Congrats to the Lady Wildcats. Uh, Elroy's boys have some work to do. They need to pretty much win out almost to, to make the state. Not impossible. They need to get healthy. They haven't been healthy all year. Hopefully they can get healthy over these next couple of weeks. Um, as I said before, Junkers is hosting two-way state tournament. So I'd uh, like to see as many teams as we can qualify for that thing. Junkers' boys are in good shape, I believe. Park Shepherd's girls look like they're in pretty good shape. I mean, they, uh, they have to go through a tournament, obviously, district tournament, regional tournament. So it's all still up in the up, up in the air in the two-way level. But um, hopefully I'll have something something to go watch at Junction City. So good luck to all the local teams. Um, we had the National Signing Day last week, and uh, I think Eldorado had eight kids signed, which is probably the biggest class they've had since I've been in Eldorado. Um, so congratulations to all the young men uh, for going, uh, getting their college careers off to a a solid start with some, with the good choices they made. And uh, finally, let's go to my top five list. This is an unusual list. Uh, it's you're gonna laugh, uh, but uh, uh, I just whatever. My top five flowers, ha! Top five flowers, in my humble opinion. I have a reason for this, but I'm I don't know if I'll share it. But uh, let's go. Uh, top five flowers, number five. And, and before I get started, I had to look some of these flowers up because I didn't know the name. These are okay. I'll go ahead and tell you. These, my mom, uh, rest in peace. Uh, when we lived in Jersey, we had a nice big yard and uh, luscious grass, big hedges, and she had flower gardens all over the yard. And uh, she loved flowers. And uh, in the spring and in the summer, it was so many different colors. I didn't appreciate it then. Uh, man, I wish we'd taken some pictures. Uh, I wish I had pictures good because I it. Uh, it's it was incredible all the different flowers so this is what inspired this um number five is the um a yellow daisy and it's uh this one she didn't have these in her yard these were more like wild thing wild flowers you found in the woods but uh i and i don't remember that we had a bunch of these but this is the flower you see on tv when a woman goes out in, into the field and she picks a bouquet it's the bouquet of yellow daisies. And I just think that's pretty cool. And so that's number five. Number four, we did have these. We had these in the field. They were wild. We did, uh, but they were uh, big sunflowers. 
those things are awesome. I think they also call them Lazy Susans. I'm not sure about that. But uh, a Black Eyed Susan? I'm not sure. But um, big sunflower, big yellow leaves with the black bulb, I guess, or what do you call it in the middle? Those things are cool. I like those. Uh, not a big fan. Not, not not a big fan of sunflower seeds. Coincidentally, uh, number three, tulips. My mom had these. Those big yellow bulbs. Um, those are just cool. I just liked them. And um, and try, she had those in a like next to the to the road. We had a fence, and or uh, on the other side of the fence, she had yellow tulips that were down the, down the down the the road thing. They were cool. Uh. Had to look up the name of this one, hydrangeas, hydrangea. And um, my mom had these on the corner. They had these big, they had big light blue uh, bulbs. I guess you call it bulb, a blossom or whatever. But they were huge. They were light blue. I'll never forget those. I don't know if I've seen any of those since then. I think about it, but I'll never forget those because they had the more around them. And uh, but uh, yeah, those things are cool. I like those. And um, that was number two. Number one, of course, it's everyone's number one flower, the rose. Red roses. My mom had roses. She had some that were kind of planted in the, they grew up in, in the middle of a garden kind of. But she had some more that uh, would wrap. Like, I guess you call them, they had, they had a running vine or something. They would wrap around the, um, shoot, like the, um, the little edge of the carport, what you call it? what's it called? The pole or whatever that holds the carport or they would wrap they would wrap around the edge of that thing. And so when they bloom, you have roses kind of starting up from low and they go crawl all the way up to the ceiling. Uh love roses. And I genuinely do. I mean, I'm not a big flower guy, but genuinely, I think roses are the coolest thing. Uh mom's always red. I don't think she had any other colors but red. Maybe some pink ones in there, but uh, as I've gotten older, I've discovered the you know orange and and yellow roses and all that and white rose. Are they white roses? I'm not sure about white roses, but uh, love me some roses. And uh, and I'm a guy who likes roses. I'm not sure what that says about me. Um, my grandmother's name was also Rose, so uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, but anyway, hope you enjoyed that. My top five flowers. Uh, Thank you for listening uh, as you were.